Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the station, its staff, management, or ownership. Good morning. You're finding out with Pete and the Poet Gold. I'm Peter Leonard. And I'm the Poet Gold. And we're on the air this morning with Jody Mellon, the Executive Director of the Dutchess County Commission on Human Rights. And before we welcome Jody to the uh, program, we're going to go right to the Poet Gold for our weekly poem, prayer, incantation, uh, gold. Please let it roll. Well, I'm going to let the listeners know that this is an extremely short poem. So don't leave the room because you might miss it. (laughs) Here it is. It's entitled Loneliness. In a room... Filled with a thousand people, I heard her whisper, I feel alone. It's a short, sad poem. It's a short poem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, and uh, with that, uh, one of the people whose job is to prevent sorrows on a massive scale is uh, Jody Miller, uh, looking out for uh, human rights. And uh, Jody, can you explain to us what the Commission on um, uh, Human Rights um, does or uh, aims to do, or hopes to do, and what it actually accomplishes. Sure. So first, thanks very much for inviting me. I'm, I'm really pleased to be here. Uh, the Commission on Human Rights here in Dutchess County was reestablished uh, six and a half years ago by the county executive at the time, Mark Molinaro, who's now Congressman Mark Molinaro. Um, we uh, provide our mission is defending human rights, bridging differences and embracing diversity. And so we provide a lot of programs, educational programs to bring people together, to educate about human rights, to address uh, hate, bias, and discrimination um, in multiple ways. So that might look like a webinar on a particular way that hate is manifesting in the community or at large nationally, and something that people here may be concerned about. We had a speaker series with the Orange County and Ulster County Human Rights called doing more than nothing about hate and discrimination. We're all in this together. And so we had several programs um, looking at different issues. So that was an educational webinar, which is archived on our website, duchessny.gov slash human rights. We also have had uh, many dialogue processes or community conversations, bringing people together around the topics that they want to talk about. Um, and most recently, actually, we, we did one um, with uh, high school students at a conference in December of 2022 uh, with BOCES and the FDR Presidential Library. And it was about uh, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights Today, taking mm-hmm. action. And those students um, took articles of the UDHR, Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and then talked about those topics today. Um, what those articles meant. There are 30 articles. So those are a few of the things that we do. Um, we also answer a lot of phone calls from people who are <laughs> concerned about hate and discrimination, whether it be in housing, employment, in neighbor, community, and help them think through, you know, what is it that they're looking for? What, how do they want to see, what, what do they want to see happen? 
and then help them get to the right resource mm. to to um, address the concern that they're having. Sometimes that's us. We may be developing a program as a result. Um, sometimes it's other resources in the community that they we can refer them to that they didn't know could help. So you sort of like a, a conduit maybe to to another space that yes. will give them the tools that they need. So you so you, so you may get employees that call. Lots of employment cases. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and it's important uh, to let your listeners know that the commission is not empowered to investigate them. Mm-hmm. So usually people are calling and we talk about that, that we can't investigate, but um, it's really about helping them figure out what they want to do. Most mm-hmm. people just want the behavior to stop. They mm-hmm. don't, they don't want to file complaints. They don't want to get, go outside, but they don't know what else to do. So sometimes it's a referral for mediation if they think, you mm-hmm. know, having a conversation with their employer or with their landlord could be helpful. Um, so, and, I'm yeah, sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. Sometimes, um, you know, they may need other resources or want other resources because they, they've tried everything else and they feel like something else needs to happen. Sometimes they just decide, I'm not going to stay. Is that something that your organization um, can come in and do the mediation part? Or once again, are you referring them to an outside company that, that will do that? For individual cases like that, for the most part, if somebody wants a mediation referral, a mediation or some kind of a facilitated conversation, we would refer them out. Mm-hmm. We're, so we're doing the, the, the mediation center to the mediation center, yeah. yeah, because they provide that service. You know, they have a whole roster of volunteers. And you used to work there, right? And I used to work there. And you and were so, the executive director, <laughs> yes, so you I know did. a lot about mediation. I do, yeah. um, <laughs> and you know, again, it's really based on what the person is saying that they want to see happen. I don't offer that unless they're saying, I wish there was a way that I could mm-hmm. talk to my employer. And then I might say, you know, is this something you've, have you heard about this? Is this something that might be helpful? And so that's usually the way that it would come up. For us, we're usually doing community conversations or something that has to do with an organization or a group. Um, we've facilitated uh, some hot button, hot issues. Uh, there, a few years ago, you might remember there was some uh, a mural up in the northern Dutchess County that the community was very there was a lot of um, different different opinions about and was really raising some community conflict and so we were able to facilitate some conversations between artists, community members, and elected officials on that. So um, we're really here as a resource for people in this county to. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a difference between civil rights and human rights. Do you want to help us understand that a bit? You know, I I, I probably can't make the distinction so clear mm-hmm. other than to say people have the right to enjoy their full expressions of themselves. Okay. Yeah. And um, whether that be taking a walk in the park or uh-huh. going to work every day. Yeah. Or living in their home. They have the right to that peace and the right to their full expression of their identity and who they are. Um, and so, you know, and there are protections here in New York and there's other protections um, that can help people with situations. Usually that's not what people want. They yeah. they want to just be, you know. 
And they want to get along with their neighbors. They want to get along <laughs> with their boss, you know, or their coworkers. And I'm going to come back to that. Um, but let me first let our listeners know, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Finding Out with Pete and the Poet Gold. I'm Pete Leonard. And I'm the Poet Gold. And we're here with Jody Miller, the Executive Director of Dutchess County Commission on Human Rights. Um, going back to why I chose to do the poem that I did on, you know, on uh, loneliness, I think that when people feel um, like their rights are being violated, or whether it's civil rights, human rights, that there's a a, a sense of isolation, mm. you know, in the big world in which we live in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this sense of I'm navigating, I'm going to work, but I really am alone in my feelings mm-hmm. of my rights being violated. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and so when we're talking about human rights and civil rights, it's one of the reasons why I chose to do loneliness. That's an interesting connection. I think Jody is right the way she sees human rights and civil rights connected. You know, they they come down to a fundamental right. And a right, I think, is something that if somebody violates it, they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And some of them are covered by the law, the civil rights, and some of them are not. For instance, it's it's not against the law to hate somebody. It is against the law to impede them voting, right? right. And, and a lot of times mm-hmm. you might want to impede somebody from getting a fair shot at the ba- ballot because you hate them. But the, the hatred itself is very, very debilitating, mm-hmm. and but not illegal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But somebody who's being hated, I think, w- would be it would be appropriate for them uh, to give a call to the Commission on Human Rights to sort of get a context for that. Right, especially if you're acting out on that. If you're acting, you know? it might be illegal. But but yeah, but uh, but even just uh, and as soon as you act on your hatred, if the laws are good, you're going to break a law. Right. right. But uh, if you just really hate somebody, you know, being rude is a violation. Yeah. So a few things come to mind. So one is going back to that isolation. I believe, and in my work, whether been at the mediations and or even now and now, is that people want we're born to be connected to mm-hmm. other people. Right. That's like inherently mm-hmm. how people are. Do things happen to us that mm-hmm. affect our ability to be connected? Yes. Doesn't mean, uh, and I'm not talking about introvert extrovert, mm-hmm. what your you know uh, profile is or anything like that. What I'm talking about is just basic. It's inherent, like we're connected. Mm-hmm. We, we're born to be autonomous and able to make our own decisions, and we want to be connected and have good interactions with other people. And, um, you know, when we cycle into this place of disempowerment, which is dangerous, um, feeling alone in a, in, a, in a crowd of a thousand, um, there's a feeling of disempowerment with yeah. that, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not feeling connected despite everybody who's here. And so helping people come out of that disconnection, you know, to be able to be get a little bit clearer about what it is that this thing means to them and what it is, if anything, they want to do about it. Right. So that's a process in and of itself. Um, I, but I think it, and, and people feel better just being able to talk these things through even when it's not resolved. Right. Like to say, yeah, I did think that. I have been thinking mm-hmm. that. And I do want to, you know, reach out or I do want to think about this a little bit more about before that next step. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights 
this year is the 75th anniversary of that. That's on December 10th, uh, 2023. And Dutchess County had a big role in that with Eleanor Roosevelt, right? Eleanor Roosevelt, yeah. And so this is a really, really big year for the UDHR. Eleanor Roosevelt, as I'm sure your listeners, many of them know, uh, Dutchess County was her home. Um, She was the first chairwoman of the Human Rights Commission for the United Nations. And uh, what was really amazing, like unbelievable, was just that she led a commission for two years to create the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And that was like the first time that there was ever a document like this created that said people have inherent rights just by being a person. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has these inherent human rights. And there are 30 articles that articulate what they are. And it took two years of bringing together right after World War II, you know, these uh, this committee of diverse worldwide, you know, nation states to create this document. Um, and it was done before the Cold War started. So they knew that they the time was of the essence. And so one of the things that we think is so important is to really amplify. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The UDHR, because of its special connection here to Dutchess County and because we think, okay, do people know that this exists and that these rights are inherent to everyone? And so um, so there's that. I just wanted to mention that. And we had a great we had a great first uh, uh, activity with students at the conference in December I also want to say something about hate crimes. You're right, Peter, right? It has to be a crime when hate kind of goes over or escalates from I just I hate you for whatever right. those reasons are and that disconnection to some type of an action. Right. Then we're then we're stepping into some different territory. And we've had so many questions about this that we decided to convene law enforcement to hold a, a webinar on this. And so we held a webinar on um, hate crime, what it is and what it is not, uh, panel discussion. Um, and that's also archived on our website. Mm-hmm. And that involved the DA's office, the New York State Police, which have a hate crime uh, unit in every county. Uh, they have a unit, the D- Dutchess County Sheriff's Department, Dutchess County Response, Emergency Response. And so we had a panel discussion so that law enforcement could talk to talk about what it is and what it is not. And what to do if you think you're the victim of a bias or hate incident. So that is on the website. You can just pull that up and watch it. And that's, but that's an interesting distinction right there that, uh, you know, it's always bad to commit a crime. But if the reason for committing a crime is that you uh, hate the person, um, that's worse. And the penalties are worse. Like if you get accused yes. of, mm-hmm. so if you commit an armed robbery and you uh, kill somebody, that's yeah, you're in trouble. If you uh, started that armed robbery because you hated the person because you suspected that they were gay or uh, mm-hmm. or, or whatever the category was, then you're in even more trouble. 
Right. Mm-hmm. There are additional there are additional charges mm-hmm. um, if it's motivated by um, animus based yeah. on an identity, a yeah. protected identity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, it's, in one sense, mm-hmm. it's controversial. Uh, uh, but it's uh, uh, when I say it's controversial, I don't find it controversial. I can see somebody uh, thinking it doesn't matter what the motivation. If you kill somebody, you should you should be in trouble. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And and I would think also in some cases it's. I mean, some cases it's obvious. You know, someone walks into a synagogue or mm-hmm. you know or a black church, you know, and shoots yeah. up everybody. It's obvious. But sometimes there's little uh, nuances. Right. So that's one of the things that investigators would be looking at mm-hmm. is. Indicators of a motivation. Right. So I mean, you know, in the uh, current um, story that's so big uh, throughout America, and there with the a murder of a young man, uh, Tyree Nichols. Nichols. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, you know, th- those officers are going to get in trouble. I mean, they, they did something, uh, and I don't think anybody's officers offend them. But uh, it's also likely that they could be charged with a hate crime, mm-hmm. and now. Some people will say, oh, well, they, they, the officers were black and they killed the black guy, so it can't be mm-hmm. that uh, they hate black people. Now, that's an interesting um, notion. My, my idea, of course, of course, you can have prejudice right. within your own group, but you can see why some people would find that uh, a complicating factor. Right, right. And the, but the other thing, and I think um, with, and I'm not an expert, but with Tyrese Nichols, is that, you know, you're dealing with the the victim, the bias against how you see the victim. You know, how do we see um, a, a black male in America? So it doesn't really matter that, that the officers are black or white, is how do you see the victim? You know, when you approach the victim, you can be, you can be black and, and, and sort of still have fallen into the ma- manipulation of the black male there's something wrong with the black male. So depending upon how I see him and under what circumstances, not me personally, I may still cross the street, even being a black person, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. know, because of the construct, the psychological construct uh-huh. that's been put into place in our society on how we even see each other. So I think part of that is is um, really deep in our psyche. And, and, and there can also be, it can be deep in our institutions. In other words, um, black police officers could be, you know, you live a life without uh, a prejudice towards other black males, but in their job, the job, institutional job as a police officer, it might bring that out. Exactly, exactly. And, and that was, I'll be interested in Jody's reaction to that after. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Finding Out with Pete and the Poet Gold. I'm Peter Leonard. And I'm the Poet Gold, and we're here today with Jody Miller, Executive Director of Dutchess County Commission on Human Rights. So, Jody, does it matter? Uh, or uh, maybe you could give us some of the uh, finer points or thinking around the situation with the uh, police officers and the tragic uh, death of uh, Henry uh, Nichols. Yeah, it, uh, a tragedy, absolutely a tragedy. And I would say a couple things. One is, uh, you know... It's hard to talk about. Right? It's hard yeah. to talk yeah, about. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's been a lot of discussion and posting about not watching that video. Mm-hmm. And perpetuating trauma, the trauma of of another black man killed. Um, There's also been a lot of, uh, you know, discussion about not sharing that video. As far as uh, that being a hate crime being perpetuated by black officers against a black uh, victim, it's, it's about the motivation. 
right? It's about what is this being motivated by bias, mm-hmm. and um, or is it not being motivated? Did they beat him because they beat him, or did they uh, beat him because he was a black man? Yeah. That's that's one question. That and, 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 and we don't know that. That's an right. interesting thing to speculate about. But I think all your position is it could be, I mean, it, it might be that they... Absolutely. It could, they, they, it they could, could be. Yeah. yeah. It, it could be right. just because you hold an identity, right? Because one of the things that we learn in Undoing Racism and mm-hmm. in, in, in this work is you internalize right. bias. You internalize hate against your own culture. Uh, I think we heard this also in a recent shooting in Monterey Park that the shooter was also Asian. Mm. Right. Now, oh, yeah, that doesn't mean it was a hate. The dance halls. Right. Yeah. right. The dance halls. And, yeah. and there is still speculation. I don't know what the motivation was. There were some initial reports that it might have been around a family matter or something else, not a yeah. perpetuated hate and bias crime. And then the question is the same. You know, how could a person of Asian heritage turn mm-hmm. against because you it, and and that's a complicated answer. I don't right. have the answer, but yeah. to your point, internalization, right? We can internalize bias about identities that we hold. And it's sort of a, a interesting distinction between the law and um, the realities. If you're a district attorney, um, in the case of the uh, uh, Asian guy who murdered the eleven Asian guys. You might want to say, listen, we got him on 11 murders. We don't have to, you know, just on the, as a practical matter. But, but he would be in more trouble if they uh, decided it was a, um, you know, a group hate crime. And that the, you know, you brought up um, um, undoing racism. I'm, I'm going to say I participated. It was three days, correct? Mm-hmm. Three three full days. And um, it was such a, a powerful uh, workshop. It just really, I think, you know, I certainly benefit from being in the room, and I think I think mostly everyone um, did because it was about the conversation. Everyone was really unpacking whether you were white, black, Italian, Jewish. Everyone was just unpacking, mm-hmm. you know, the impact of of racism, um, the construct of racism in America, and and what it's like to live in that, go through that, either be victims of it or be perpetuators of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I highly recommend anyone that uh, that could take it, regardless of what you view about racism, to just be in the room. I hope that you guys bring it back again. We are. Oh, okay, good. In June. In June. Well, uh, folks, you know, reach out to uh, the Dutchess County Commission on Human Rights. And if you, you know, if you, um, how can I say this, um, are into growing, you know, or into leaning into um your better selves or have a desire regardless of your viewpoints take the class you know just just walk through it walk through it now, have the courage some, to walk through there it. are some people who would say well people should get over uh, mm-hmm. uh, should mm-hmm. people who are still prejudiced should uh, take it but me I'm not prejudiced so I don't need it do right. you have a, a response to that but, but yes only of course we've we've all Grown up here in America, and I think that just being an American citizen, um, it's something that we should just explore and mm-hmm. and take. I think it more rounded, Jody. Yeah, and I would I would say that's pretty common to hear that, right? This isn't something I did. This mm-hmm. isn't something I personally feel, but it's it's. Um, I think one of the things, of course, uh, helps 
shed light on or educate about is how this country was built and the implications of that in throughout systems and institutions, right? And if you're walking in the world as a person who is, uh, identifies as white or is seen as having a white identity, you're a white person, you may or may not, it may or may not affect you or you may not see it as, as directly because it's not something that is generally taught to us. So it really is about leaning in and learning um, a more full history yeah. and perspective of how uh, this country was built on ideals and how how much uh, how 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 our uh, our origin is also baked into systems and i would say that there are some uh, white americans who are not racially prejudiced but i would say that is limited to saints and psychopaths <laughs> if you, and if you don't qualify in either one of those categories if you share the general uh, participation in being a white american um you, you you're going to have the, it's, it's built in mm-hmm. you know some people, white people uh some of us think that it's fine and some of us think that it's really bad but all of us got it Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and the question is not uh, do you have it or not. It's what do you want to do with it. And I'm going to say this: just one other thing about about the workshop is that it's not a lecture. Um, oh. It's it's not a, a slideshow. You know, mm-hmm. with points. It really is about each one of us leaning in, giving our perspective, sharing our individual stories. You know, and having the conversation about. It. And that's what I really appreciated about it because I didn't know what I was walking into. I was like, okay, is this going to be one of these lecture type driven things? Am I going to have to, you know, finish the class today and then read, you know, a doctrine, you know, before I come into the room the next day? It's 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 none of that. So those and who like I, to speak, you know, I just go ahead. Out, go ahead. What I want to point out is uh, how good Jody is at getting other people to talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, and, uh, that is, and I think that might be the definition of what the uh, executive director of the uh, Commission on Human Rights should do. So, Jody, thank you very much for being with us and you made it go too fast (laughs) i know it was great thank you jody and thank you to our listeners once again hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.